I think people are trying to be very politically correct about it. You know, you're, we're very much kind of, can you say that? Can you can you actually say that? Which is why it's one of the reasons why I love your podcasts because. <laughs> <laughs> You're not afraid to say what you think. And I think sometimes in the UK, there can be that fear to to speak freely at the risk of offending anyone in the same way as me shopping this morning. You know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I wasn't sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Warners, welcome to another episode of The Women Your Mother Warns You About, brought to you by sales gravy and Jeb Blunt. And today, today, there's a new blonde in town and her name is Susanna Gray Jones. She is also a master sales trainer and coach at sales gravy. And she is joining me on this episode from the other side of the pond. Welcome, Susanna. Hello. Lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you here just because I love hearing you say things like lovely to be here. Um, (laughs) I am going to try not to, um, I don't know, maybe I'll pick up a British accent if I hang out with you for the next 40 minutes. You guys make me feel so special with my British accent. In fact, I I think I exaggerate it more. My friends will be listening to this saying, you don't talk like that, but you know, (laughs) I I take it as a compliment. (laughs) Love it. For our listeners um, who are hearing you for the first time, you are part of the Sales Gravy team. I love working with you. You're newer to the team. Uh, But give give our listeners a little bit of background of who you are, what you do, a little bit about your background so they can know more about you. Awesome. I try not to make it too long. As you know, I like to talk, Um, but I'm a fan. I started off as a fan. I worked my way up in a recruitment company to sales director, loved sales, um, which was quite unusual. You know, there's lots of people who are in sales who don't love it. They just kind of do it, but I loved it. So I read all of Jeb's books and then I thought, hey, I'm going to contact this guy. I want to, I want to, I want to get to know what he does. Sales gravy, find out a bit more about it. Before I knew it, um, I, after probably about five stalking attempts, right? So I, I sent him a text, no response. I sent him an email, no response. I then went on Facebook and sent him a messenger. And then finally he said, hey, I like your persistence. And um, we, we had a Zoom call and I said, hey, I want to be one of your trainers. And I had to speak to 10 people and I ended up with sales gravy. <laughs> oh my and, um, Did you actually, wait, you said you're what? Uh, I ended up with sales group. So I'm a stalker. I'm a serial stalker. No, 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 no. Go back, go back. You said I'm plucked. I'm plucked. No. Oh, no. I, th- I thought I was like, is, oh, let me, what was that word you just used? I don't know. I okay. have to say it. I think I, I said something like, I, I'm chuffed. I'm oh, chuffed. chuffed, 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 chuffed. That's right. You, um, you taught me about the word chuffed and I forgot what it means. Yeah. So chuffed, you know, I, 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 I hear it a lot. I'm not sure I even know what it means, but it means I am so happy. I am chuffed. I did something really good. I'm chuffed with you. You did that really well. Um, and I said that to you a few times, I think, haven't I? I'm chuffed for you. You, you've been you like, have, you have. I think you've actually said to me that Jeb was chuffed with me. 
he is chuffed with you. I he know. You. I know. And he, he's told me so a few times. I, I know. He doesn't tell me that, but I'm happy he tells somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> oh, gosh. He must love it when his kids get together and talk about him. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about all kinds of things with you. Um, but really, you know, we've been talking about we've been having these side conversations, you and I, about the differences in selling between the US and UK and and even just, you know, in general, a lot of our clients are international and um, the way people sell is a little bit different um, in in different areas and different cultures. And I think as a salesperson, you have to be able to adapt to that. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to kick off with that today and talk about, you know, what have been some of your observations between um, your fellow Brits and uh, us uh, Yankees? Oh, wow. Quite, quite a lot. Uh, first of all, I love all of my fellow UK citizens and I love you Americans. So with the risk of offending anyone, I'm going to say everyone's different, right? So if you're in sales, you should know that you know people buy for their reasons, etc. People have got different filters, people have got different personalities, and you've got to adjust that and be adaptable. We all know that. But what I think is hilarious, first of all, there are a few subtle differences. So for example, um, I think it's hilarious that you guys, when I did my first training, you were like, just use your English accent and they will love you. And I'm like, huh? huh? Because... To me, you guys are so articulate. You sound so, so honest, so clever. The words you use, I literally write down your words sometimes. I'm like, mm, I like that. I'll use that. But, um, you know, that that's one thing. I think, you know, it's very interesting if you look at the office, the American office and the UK office. Are you an office fan? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never watched the UK office. Have you not? You'll find it really interesting. I definitely recommend it. Have, but, um, have, I, have I not? No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> You told me that you would not be taking the myth out of my accent on this uh, on this. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, it wasn't even your accent. It was it was the way you said it. Okay, go on, go on. Sorry, <laughs> I love it. Don't worry, it's funny. Um, but yeah, Ricky Gervais um, talks quite a lot about you know how the UK we always praise the underdog, so we like to bring down authority a peg or two. So whereas in the US, you guys are so big on praising the hero. So if I was say I was a child in the United States, the perception of the UK people is that if I was a kid and I grew up in the US, that I would be told I could be president of the United States if I wanted to never worry about dreaming big, dream big. Whereas in the UK, it's very much kind of, let's be realistic. You're never going to be prime minister. You're never going to be that. It's a much more Ooh. kind of being realistic opposed to aspiring dreams. And that's what people say. I mean, again, it, it could be a generalization, but I'll tell you something that'll make you laugh. Actually, I was shopping today with two screaming toddlers and there was a massive queue of people in front of me. And I was like, I'm just going to push in front of them. I've got two toddlers. So I did. And then someone, I apologized as I did it. I said, I'm so sorry. And then someone said to me, no, no, I'm sorry. It's my fault. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm sorry. And we kind of went back and forth for ages. And it cracked me up so much because it made me think, do you know what? Neither of us are sorry. We're just we're just sat here, um, you know, pretending to be sorry, but we're not at all. And I think that's a key difference. But I was reading something um, from YouGov in 2019. And you guys say quite a lot. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. 
But in the UK, that's very much perceived as I might not like you. I don't might not want you to have a nice day. So there's a lot of that kind of have oh. a nice day. We don't want to appear insincere. Whereas you guys are just pretty enthusiastic in my point of view. What do you think? That's, I, I think it's like the have a nice day thing is kind of like, um, I don't know, we're conditioned to say it, like to mm. be, to be polite. Yes. Yes. To, to be polite because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think in the UK, there's a lot of kind of, do you actually mean that? And you guys are very big on your sales calls in how are you doing today? How are you doing today? Which is really friendly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are naturally very f- friendly and familiar. And I love that about you. And whereas in the UK, sometimes people are kind of like, mm, you don't know me. Why are you asking? How am I doing? <laughs> that can be. Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of interesting because Jeb talks about this a lot, too, as far as like, you know, as salespeople, as salespeople, especially in the U.S., right? Like we have a tendency to, hi, how are you today? And with people we don't know. Yes. Right. We We don't know them and we do that. And it actually triggers the brain into like fight or flight. Right. So um, it yeah. says I'm a salesperson when we do that. Yeah. So I I could see that. I could see how it can be seen as um, almost insincere that we're just kind of programmed to be like, have a nice day. How are you? Right. Um, I I experienced this a little bit too. And I've been, I really pay attention to to culture and environments. And I'm kind of a creature of observation. You Mm. know, some of my European prospects and clients, um, I was, I just was on a prospecting call the other day, which I closed that deal. Um, yay. Nice. Well done. Um, thank you. <laughs> and this was someone in the Czech Republic. And, um, I kind of did the same kind of like, how, you know, you ready for Christmas and da, 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 da and, you know, and, and, and kind of made that small talk. Cause I actually was truly curious about their culture at the holidays. Yeah. And then yeah. he's like, all right, let's get to it. Right. Like he was done with small talk for sure. And uh, enough of this small talk about the stew I'm making, you know, for Christmas. Right. Because I was like, oh, that sounds like a fascinating stew you're going to be making. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I love a good stew. So, yeah. So that and and then I've got another client in Israel. um, Same thing. He is like to the point. Let's go. Let's not small talk this. And and so I think it's really important to be highly aware and emotionally intelligent to pay attention to those cues, right? So with 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 that client specifically in Israel, you know, we do most of our communicating on um, WhatsApp and um, that's the easiest way for us to communicate really, really fast and yeah. um, usually texting. But if he like, is like, listen, let's cut to the chase. Like we were closing a new deal and um, we were going back and forth the text and he just like, he called me as the day before Thanksgiving. He's like, all right, here, let's just bottom line, drill it down. <laughs> right. He's just, it's a different approach, but you have to really pay attention to how people do things differently in other countries. I mean, it's funny too, the sorry thing. And now yeah. I understand where the Canadians got it from. Yeah. Yeah. The Canadians yeah. are notorious for, I'm sorry. Yeah. And why are we apologizing? You know, just, yeah. Just what are you apologizing for? Well, that goes hand in hand with the have a nice day. 
Yeah, yeah. And I've got a friend who works in the financial services um, in sales, and she has an office in New York and an office in London. And one of the things that she says specifically is that the Americans seem to be much more straight to the point. You, you don't kind of mess around. Um, you know, you'll, you'll have the polite niceties. But in the UK, I think that's a kind of people don't like being sold to or they don't like to feel like they're being sold to. So well, I don't I don't think but I don't think anybody likes that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And I think at the end of the day, and I've sat in sales calls with you, Gina. I've sat in sales calls with you. <laughs> okay. I love it. Because... I was going to say, how am I? <laughs> well, I'm pretty ballsy. I like to think I'm pretty ballsy, but I have never <laughs> heard anyone get to a close and say, so let's get to the chase. When are we going to sign this deal? And I, I was hilarious. And they laughed. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we all laughed and you knew that you could do it because you had the relationship with them. But, you know, I, I, for me, I, I, I very much doubt that I'd heard, I've heard anyone ever um, close in such a straight to the point type way. And I loved it. I mean, I loved it. I, how it would work in England. I don't know. I'll try it out and I'll let you know. And here's some words from our sponsor, Jeb Blunt at Sales Gravy. Hi, this is Jeb Blunt. There's a reason why thousands of sales professionals and top companies across the globe hone their sales skills at SalesGrave University. You see, SalesGrave University is different than most learning platforms. First, we have live courses taught in a virtual classroom by our master trainers that start almost every single day. And our e-learning platform is populated with hundreds of hours of sales training content produced by some of the top sales trainers in the world, including Gina's spontaneous selling course, which is worth checking out. Now I've got some good news. If you've never taken a course on SalesGrave University, if you're a new user, you can take your very first course for free. That's any course on the platform, absolutely free. Just go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com or click the e-learning tab in the top menu at salesgravy.com. Pick out your course. And when you check out, use coupon code free course to get that course for free. That is free course to get your very first course for free. I wasn't even aware. Um, and maybe, maybe that's why I have, um, some good success. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm truly curious about people. I do want to get to know them. I do ask questions that are very, you know, that are personal to build that rapport. And then I'm like, all right, let's get to the chase. Like, yeah, let's get to the point. You're probably wondering about money and you have anxiety over it. Let's talk about that. I am kind of straightforward like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think, you know, that could be perceived to be an American thing. And I think in um, one of the things I was I was reading, um, I think I've read this about a year ago because it's from 2019 in the UK. Um, if I was to say to you, Gina, with greatest respect, I don't agree with you. OK, mm-hmm. with greatest respect, the Americans voted that that was another way of saying I'm listening to you. Whereas in the UK, people voted to saying that's basically saying you're an idiot, but being a bit passive <laughs> So saying with greatest respect. Mm, I don't completely agree with you. I agree with you. Do you? Do you? Yeah. 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 I, I it's kind of a if you're saying with greatest respect, why do you even have to say that? <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. And I remember once you and I were talking about closing and um, in, in the UK, often we'll use exactly the same techniques. OK, there's nothing different about the techniques, really. I mean, you know, sales gravy works everywhere, I believe. But in the UK, you might close in a way to say, 
oh, if you were free at 10 p.m., oh, well, it wouldn't be 10 p.m., but if you were free at 10 a.m. on Tuesday next week, um, where would be best for you? Whereas you'd be like, why are you saying if you were free? Yeah. In America, you would say, hey, I'm free this time. Right. Let's get together then. Right. And that, for me, is a fundamental difference because we like to kind of imply opposed to kind of. Why don't, why don't you guys want to get to the point? I like to get to the point. And I think a lot of us do, but I think we don't want to appear like we're being too forward. And I I, I think there's that sense of English people, like I used to employ salespeople and I used to always say to them, you've got a sales job. Do you consider yourself a salesperson? And most of the time they would say no. And yeah. I was thinking, why are you in sales then? But it's the stigma of probably bad salespeople that have sold doing it in the wrong way. Perhaps mm-hmm. that's it. You know, there's so many different reasons, but I was selling the other day to uh, an English person and they said to me, Susanna, sales gravy, is it too American? And I said, what do you mean by American? Like, what, what do you mean? And we were exploring that and we, we came to like loads of different conclusions. She said, well, they're very confident in America. You know, they're very straight to the point. And it boiled down to the fact that she just felt a bit intimidated. She just felt a bit intimidated by the American style. And I suppose you could link that back to in our younger years. We only know America by watching the films and seeing the celebrities. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, maybe there is that slight intimidation. Well, you know, I find I find this this conversation very interesting because uh, to some extent, kind of have to disagree with yeah. with with you and and your fellow Brits. <laughs> I, I I think like you know the, the the personality like me of like getting to the point. Um, which is very much Jeb too. Like I've got a client that specifically wanted him to be the keynote speaker and they're, they're overseas. And Mm -hmm. they actually said to me, cause I said, I don't know if he's going to be available. And if, if, um, you know, Jeb's trained me on this too, of like, Mm. you know, why do you want Jeb? Right. Like that's a, why Jeb? Um, even when I'm selling coaching, I'm like, why sales gravy? Like I want to hear where their head is. And the client said he's direct to the point. Yeah. And, and we like that and, and we want that. And, and that's how we are. Um, there, I think their, their American team is not like that. And they wanted their American team to actually be more like that, which has been coming up more and more when I work with international companies. Um, I mean, there's another deal. I just closed that he's struggling with his American team. And You're showing so, off now, showing off with all your deals. Another deal I closed. <laughs> <laughs> another deal I closed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and another deal I closed. Um, life has been good. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually think that maybe the perception of that's how Americans are. Yeah. Is yeah. based on, like you're saying, movies, um, stereotypes. Because as a sales gravy trainer, um, I have seen this continuously to the opposite of that. Most people are uncomfortable. Um, they they don't like asking for the next appointment. They don't want to be direct. They're like, well, um, if you're available, like they, they really are um, mm-hmm. more passive about it because they're uncomfortable. And I would say the majority of salespeople I've interacted with are, are fall in that category. I think it's the high performers, the type A, maybe more the type A behavior, you know, personalities. Um, I think it's a smaller percentage. That's just my perception of what I've witnessed in a training capacity. Yeah. 
Yeah. That it's not that much different from what you're describing. And, and, you know, and then there are people, Brits like you who are not passive. Right. So I don't know if we're all that different. It's so interesting. And I think a lot of what Jeb teaches, like, for example, when you are dealing with objections, you've got that ledge disrupt ask. You've got that disrupt because you're disrupting the fact that your client thinks that you're about to sell with them, that sell to them, that you're about to argue with them. It's actually saying, hey, I completely agree with you. Um, so his his techniques cater, I think, very much to both styles, whether they're from the UK or whether they're yeah. from America. Uh, ultimately, like you say, no one wants to feel like they're being sold to. People buy for their reasons, not yours. Um, right. And that's, you know, um, I think back to the UK, I think one of the things that's really interesting is, have you heard of GDPR? GDPR, yes, I have. Yes. So obviously that's all over Europe. And that's yeah. very much, if I haven't disclosed my mobile number in any public domain newspaper yeah. um, and you've texted me, I'm going to be, where have you got my number from? And yeah. because of that change in the UK, it's very much meant that texting is not so much part of the sales cycle. Yeah. And that's also true in Canada. Really? So yeah. 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 And I know in the US, some private, you've got these different kind of rules and things like that. But I think that for me is, is a key difference because one thing that we talk about quite a lot is texting. And I think it's brilliant to bring texting as soon as you can into the sales cycle. But in the UK, it's not as common. That's not to say it won't be as common because you know it's a great way to, to build communication on a more personal level, but it's not uh, as common. I think people are trying to be very politically correct about it. You know, you, We're very much kind of, can you say that? Can you, can you actually say that? Which is why it's one of the reasons why I love your podcasts, because <laughs> you're not afraid to say what you think. And I think sometimes in the UK, there can be that fear to, to, to speak freely at the risk of offending anyone in the same way as me shopping this morning. You know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I wasn't sorry. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, it's, it, it's getting straight to the point. I remember once I did a sales call and Jeb Jr., I called him afterwards and I said, hey, and I told him about the mistake. I mean, he goes, yeah, that's exactly what you did. You made that mistake. Don't do that again. And it was hilarious because in the UK, a manager might not give you that feedback so directly. They might try and sort of be a, it could take an hour to get to the point. So th- there is certainly, uh, um, it, it's a lot quicker, I think, in getting straight to the point. And that could be because you guys can't travel as easily as we can. You know, it, it takes an hour to get to a client here, whereas it could yeah, take yeah. six hours to get to a client to fly over if a deal's £10,000 or more or something, $10,000. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my perception on it. What do you think? You've heard me sell. How am I different to um, an American style of selling? Be oh careful. gosh, did you just step? Did you really put me on the spot like that? <laughs> um, I, you know, my my assessment from the little I have seen because I haven't been on a ton of sales calls with you. I, I don't know if I could give you a fair assessment only because a you had me watching you. Um, so I don't know to what level of nerves there were. Um, <laughs> right? so there's... That's her way of saying, yeah, I'm sure we're normally like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the one thing I did notice is that you are very proper in how you are following your questioning and how you're asking. And it, it, it feels very proper. <laughs> right. Well, it's definitely like, it's definitely, and you're, thorough, like you're, you're thorough and you're inquisitive and you ask a lot of questions 
And it's definitely not like the loose cannon style of me. Uh, so interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, let's get to the point, right? Let's like, yeah, yeah. let's, you know, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, so there's definitely a difference from that perspective. But I also think like um, in one, that the one scenario I watched you in, you were also selling to a Brit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and so again, there is the need to adapt no matter where you are. Um, I could say that in the U S as well, that in different parts of the country, right. So, you know, I'm from Chicago, which is the Northern part of the country or the Midwest part of the country. And when I moved to the South, very different. It really was actually like moving to another country. Yeah. 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 For, for a variety of reasons, the, the way, the way things are done in the South is a little bit different. You know, the culture is different. The way they talk is different. You want to talk about accents, the, the pace of which they get things done. Yes. Yes. Right. Like it's all very different. And I was even, I was even coached on this when I, when I moved down to the South that a, you have to slow down your speaking. Like I had to slow down the pace of my talk. And then um, there, I was also told if, if we set an appointment with you for three o'clock, it could be anywhere from three to three 30 that we show up. <laughs> That's just a Gina thing though. That's just a Gina thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you I don't mean? even know if I'm allowed to say this because you're my boss, essentially, a sales gravy for, for, for the coaching. And um, I, this is going public, but Ooh. Gina's, Gina's uh, often, you know, a couple of minutes late, five minutes late now. No, uh, no, <laughs> that's okay. Today I was 100%. Because you're closing deals. It's because you're closing deals. I'm closing deals and I'm trying to squeeze it all in. And I'm actually getting a little bit better, right? I like, I overdid it on time management, like maximizing my schedule. Um, And it's, it's come to bite me in the butt. What made you think you needed to improve on that? Well, I need to improve on not being so good with my schedule, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So what, what was happening was I was building my day, right? Well, this is what we teach people. I was building out my day to the point where there was no cushion. Now today's, today's kind of one of those days, but it's definitely better. I mean, I literally, and, and this is uh, when we're recording this, it's the last week of December and it's a holiday week and I am off tomorrow, which is by the way, my birthday, birthday. right? So, um, you know, and we're coming off of a holiday, going into a holiday. And so I've, I've condensed the the work I got to get done. And we've had actually, um, quite a, quite a few, um, inbound leads coming in for coaching. Right. And we, we like to schedule those really quickly when people say, Hey, we want to talk to you. So trying to like condense all that into a shorter schedule forces me into a situation I don't know if it's fair to say forces me. I put myself there of like really overscheduling myself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're an optimist. You're an optimist. Uh, I, I'm an optimist, but it's, it's, it's also burned me in respect to that. And then I get very backed up on the other things that have to happen in the day that are more administrative, but important nonetheless, like CRM discipline and getting things updated and oh gosh, I just closed a deal. Now I actually have to do an agreement and get it invoiced and like all the things that you forget about 
that now I've had to create cushions in the day. And sometimes that cushion's an hour cushion in between. Today, I haven't had that luxury. My my cushion today has been 15-minute cushions, but in that 15 minutes, there's like 12 things that happen that need attention immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder with you, I wonder when does Gina relax? Does Gina, (laughs) what does does relaxing Gina look like? (laughs) I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. What does relaxing Gina look like? You know what relaxing Gina looks like lately? What? Relaxing Gina is on the couch watching, wait for it, Downton Abbey. Oh, lovely. Lovely. I do know. I haven't seen that yet. I really want to. I just got into it um, from my lovely friend, Judith, who's actually a friend of Jeb's and um, her and her husband got me into, got me into watching it one night because I was staying with them for a few days. And, um, and there's like, there's fox hunting in it, which they're big fox hunters. So that's my, if I find like a really good show to binge, that's relaxing Gina. Yeah. Do you know what? I need to watch that because everyone says to me that I remind them of someone from it and I I, I don't know who she is or what, but I think that's it. I'm going to make my new year's resolution. I think to get into a new box set. I wonder who they're talking about. (laughs) I I don't want to watch it because you know, when someone says to you, Gina, you remind me of someone and you don't know that person, you almost don't want to find out just in case you're offended. So you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll let that one lie. I wonder, um, I wonder if it's Anna. You kind of look like her. Nice. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment, even though I haven't seen it. I'll imagine that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good, it's a good thing. No, it's a great, it's a, yeah. Relaxing Gina. Um, yeah. I don't know if such a person exists, honestly. <laughs> um, it's just in my nature to, to go, go, go. Yeah. I, I will say that the addition of my new boyfriend um, has definitely not so new, not so new, not anymore. So new anymore. That's <laughs> so new anymore, but, but he's had a great impact on getting me to relax. So I think having balance has been a thing that I've learned in 2021, um, yes. managing my schedule better and, and having buffers in there. Even if there was like a point yesterday where I laid on the couch for 30 minutes, like at four 30 in the afternoon, and was on the phone with my beau, just if I finally had a moment to check in with him, I had been on calls from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. with almost no break. Wow. And he's like, it sounds like you're sleeping. And I'm like, no, I'm just laying here for the next 30 minutes before my next call. Yeah, yeah. But that's nice. I mean, you guys at least have a lot to talk to each other about because I think lots of people, they now work from home. So yeah. mm-hmm. they, at the end of the day, they're like, hey, what did you do today? Uh, I saw you. So there's nothing to talk about. Whereas at least you guys always have something. Hey, it's well today. You know, I closed five more deals if I'm Gina. (laughs) (laughs) I might just show off there, but yeah, no, I think that's nice. I think that's nice. Um, and you know, I think, you know, they always say behind every successful man is a strong woman. I think it's the same for women behind every successful woman is a strong man. 100%. And I think when you have a personality like ours, I mean, you're this, you know, you and I have similar personalities. You need a strong partner who can manage that. (laughs) Poor guys, poor guys. Just just saying, just saying, you got to have someone who's going to 
going to balance that. So that would be um, relaxing, Gina. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. And, you know, I know, um, I know we were speaking about New Year's resolutions, but one of one of my yeah. big, big ones is to because I, I'm running my business, I'm trying to do sales, baby, I've also got two toddlers. I want to get into a box set. I want to watch something really good. You know, that feeling when you're just addicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it with Breaking Bad and I need to. Oh, find it. God. Yes. So good, so good, love so good. Breaking bad, and you don't know who to love or who not to love, and you're like <sighs> thinking about it. And oh, I love something that gets in your head, like properly gets in your head. Yeah. So maybe Downton Abbey will be the one. Maybe you uh, yeah. convert me. I think I think you should. I'm um I'm I'm getting towards the end of season two. Um, it's also been very helpful. Um, because because my significant other is so into sports. And I'm not, and that's the running joke. I just pretend to be, uh, but I will, I will hang out with him because both of us have the same love language of quality time. So I will hang out with him watching sports. I love that. I love that. Pretending I'm watching sports, but I'm not watching sports. And I usually have my iPad on and I'm watching whatever I'm binging while he watches sports and he's cool with it. Cause he's like, just happy. I'm hanging out with him and vice versa. Aha, uh-huh. there's another another difference that you could say between the English and um in, and the Americans. So you pretend to like it. I mean, I, <laughs> I I don't even pretend Alex puts on the football and I'm like, I will do anything other than watch it. You know? I, I, if there's a game playing, I'm there. I'm shooting that goal, but watching it, uh-uh. I don't I don't know if that's all Americans. I will say that um because I I think a lot of a lot of women are like, oh my God, he's watching football. I don't want to hang out with him. And I think there are a lot of people like that. Um, I have just this different stage in my life where a, I know, I know my personality really well at this point. And I know that, you know, quality time is important to me, even if it's just, you know, hanging out, both doing different things with being in the same room and, I pretend, but I, but I don't pretend either. Like it's a, it's just kind of like, I'm there to be supportive of it. Um, and it's sort of a running joke. Like I'll put on the Jersey representing his favorite team. And he's like, he's like so excited about it. Right. Like it's like these little things. And then, you know, I totally don't pay attention. And at the end, and I don't know what happened. He's like, aren't you going to give me your condolences that they lost? I'm like, Oh yeah, babe, I'm so sorry. You're they, such a good partner. You're such a good partner. <laughs> well, that's a that's definitely a topic for another time. It it um, I think becoming a good partner, yeah, uh, in anything yeah. um takes time. Like I've learned, I learned what I've what I suck at, and I learned what I'm good at. I think that that's and to be fair, it's still early days, so you're on your best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely on our best behavior, but I mean. I would think by now we would start seeing like the bat, like the real red flags. And is he a salesperson? Is he into sales at all? No, not at all. He is a police officer. Wow. Yeah. And he must hear like in the other room, your sales meetings and he must observe it. What does he think? He's, he's honestly fascinated by it. Sometimes he will hear me, you know, like right now, he's not here right now, but if I'm podcasting and he's just hearing my voice because everything is, you know, everything's piped in. So you can't hear everybody else. Um, He just hears me talking, but he'll be like, babe, you're like, you're, 
you're so good at what you do. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. You want someone to cheer you on, don't you? I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So that's pretty cool. I think that's kind of good to have a yin and yang in a relationship. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love that. And I love that you guys are so happy. I love looking at your Instagram and seeing all your updates and stuff. Uh, um, and I'm a recruiter. I'm a stalker. So I like to, I like to have <laughs> those every now and then. All recruiters are a bit nosy. Um, but but yeah, no, I love that. But I think, yeah, I mean, back to what you were saying, um, we, we digress so much. We always do this. I know, um, but that's, but that's great. I, that's, that's the feel of this show. Too much to say, too much to say. Well, but I think definitely in the next episode, we have to, I want to talk about recruiting. Yes, I love, I mean, yeah. I am a, I realized how much I love recruiting um, very early on. And I, I would, if I could do a dating, dating. Recruiting I was as well, just going to say that. What, yeah. What have we talked about this? No, we have haven't. we not talked about this. Oh my gosh. Someone else, but don't, because if it happens, it's going to be our okay. business. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, this is important. I'm listening. Okay. So, okay. Spoiler alert. I am actually going away on a writing sabbatical in a few weeks to write the dating book based on how it compares to selling. Oh my gosh. I'm, I can't believe you got there first. That's such a good idea. I've I've always, (laughs) I always compare the two, right? There's so many similarities. Well, maybe you would like to participate in some capacity. We're doing it. I'm writing this book with two other women. Nice. So that we can disguise ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) with some of the stories that we share. Um, We're going to share stories about that. And it's um, dating at different ages. Um, Actually, two of us are in the same age group. And then um, the other is in her 30s. And so, you know, we've done these comparisons. It really doesn't matter what age you are. But the one difference, I think, is when you're older and have been married and divorced and all those things and been through different life changes, you you Mm. see things with a different lens. Sure. You know, my, in my current relationship, um, he was the only man and I've, I dated a lot, but he was the only Mm -hmm. man who actually responded to my dating profile online. Yeah. Because the profile is like, have your shit together. I want to see this. This is hilarious. Have your shit together. Be confident. Know what you want. Be happy with your life. I'm a confident woman. You have to be able to do do, it. It was like something like that. It was just like to the point because I had so many bad dating experiences. And Mm -hmm. and what I really looked at was like, A, how important messaging is. B, knowing who your ideal client is. In this case, ideal mate. Yes. Yes. And so that really spurred me to write this book. I love that. And, you know, you know, Jeb, I mean, you could do fanatical dating, fanatical prospecting. But if you think about it like this, the more you prospect, the luckier you get, the more you get, the more likely you are to meet people. 100, 100%. I wonder if Jeb would be, would go for this, this whole fanatical dating concept. I'm not sure if he'd go for it. We could run it by him. Um, Yes. Uh, but but again, it, the similarities to like, right, the, the, the more you prospect, the luckier you get. And so, you know, over the years, people would say, don't worry, you'll find the right person. Um, you know, just wait for that person to find you. And I'm like, <laughs> I finally was like, no, 
I'm not. No, I'm going to go on 100 dates, kind of like Gia Jang's rejection proof. I'm going to go on 100 dates and I'm going to figure out who that avatar is for the ideal mate so that I can put out the right messaging and not just like throw out a big net hoping I don't get a bunch of bottom feeders. Yeah. I mean, it's all about how it's done, right? Doing it with class. I mean, my grand, my dad's mom, um, she once said to me, before she died, bless her. But she said, the more guys you sleep with, the luckier you'll get. And I was like, what? <laughs> and if I had done that, I would have just never have got lucky. I would have been the world-class, what would we call it? We, we call it something over here in the UK. But and like, uh, it's a, the way you do it. And uh, there's so much. You'd have chapters on like, um, you know, first date, um, how to present yourself well, um, how to close the first date. There's so many things you could put in there. I'm literally so excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to, I'm just going to write this for fun, even if you're not up for, or Jeb's not up for us doing it, fanatical dating, um, and just give it to my girly friends. They would love it. They would love it. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Well, I'll keep you posted on that. I didn't, I probably shouldn't give it away, but maybe other people will write the book, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> We're, we all have really interesting stories, I think. So, um, more to come on that. Um, but unfortunately we got to wrap up cause I gotta, I gotta get on the next sales call. You got to close another deal. I, I gotta go close another deal. So, um, it has been lovely. And before you go, you've used this word a few times with me, um, in messages and, uh, just a moment ago, lush, lush. Yeah. That, I that- hear, I hear lush and I think you're calling me a drunk. Why are you drunk? So it's for, short for luscious. So in it's actually, it's actually Welsh. So Wales, um, I'm I'm part Welsh, part English. Um, so in Wales, everyone says, "Oh, that's so lush, that's so lush." And I've got a habit of sticking to words that I I like, and it just it feels nice to say it, isn't it? Oh, that's really I lush. like I like it. I'm going to use that lush. That's yeah. lush. Yeah, bring that it is, to America. Bring it. That to America. is lush. Maybe that's the name of the book. Lush. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I want royalties for that, please. Okay. We'll work on that. Well, Susanna Gray Jones, it has been amazing having you on the women your mother warned you about. And um, if people want to learn more about Susanna, you can go to salesgravy.com and find her there. You learn all about her. Um, she is a trainer and coach at Sales Gravy. Maybe you want her to be your sales coach. I mean, check her out. And for more information about the show, you can obviously go to womenyourmotherwarnsyouabout.com or um, we're all over social media. You can find us there and you can find more about me, Gina Tremarco, at ginatremarco.com or salesgravy.com. And of course, go check out our courses at salesgravy.university. We have so many new courses coming online in January. So go check that out. And um, we got to go. I don't know what time it is right now in the UK, but it's later than it is here in the US. So we're out of here. Bye, Warners. Bye, Susanna. Lovely to speak to you. Thank you so much. This really will get serious soon. Yeah. Don't. It doesn't have to. I don't think anybody wants it to be serious.